Hi, folks. Uh, it's Gav. I wrote a really loud intro this week, so I'm going to give you all a rip headphone user's warning and ask you to go ahead and turn this down for a little bit, and good luck and Godspeed with your future hearing loss. This Saturday, Saturday, Saturday at the Coast to Coast Speedway, see raw, powerful American wrestling Gavin and his board, along with the swinginess cat around, go up against the incredible great alcohol powered Scottish Speed Demon and the Maple Marksman. Make sure to bring your kids, bring your family, but stay six feet away from the danger zone at the Coast to Coast Speedway. Hi guys, how are you all doing today? <laughs> I Hi. love the Maple Marksman. I seriously love it. Okay, uh, uh, Kevin, I'm sorry about the audio quality that's going to happen right now. Okay. Uh, from me having to move my mic back around. That's fine. Okay. Hi guys, how's everybody doing? Good. That intro live. was like, yeah, we're live uh, on on Twitch.tv slash AzerothCTC currently. Because it's Saturday and it's a recording day. It's um, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. It's Saturday, Saturday, <laughs> Saturday, and this is indeed the Coast to Coast Speedway. I, of course, am the uh, uh, I'm I Gavril. We kind of like that. Much. <laughs> I, I want that to stick. <laughs> I am. I am. Uh, I am a Gavril, and uh, my horn. That, of course, over there is the swingingest cat around. Say hi, Kevin. Hello. Uh, the grain alcohol powered Scottish Speed Demon, uh, of course, is Chris. Hi. And uh, our wonderful, wonderful Maple Marksman is, of course, the wonderful, lovely Neff. Hi! Also, you have no idea how accurate alcohol pair it is right now. I know. I know exactly how accurate that is, Christopher. <laughs> I know okay. exactly how accurate that is, because okay, I have literally seen you in the last three weeks. I'll rephrase it. Key workers, don't, only key workers understand how accurate alcohol-fueled is right now. Yep. 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 100%. Um, so everybody had a good couple of weeks so far? Getting yeah. by. I, everything. I mean, apart from having a Q-tip shoved up my nose, my two weeks were great. Hey, that's good to hear. Um, but yeah, so I'm glad everybody's doing well, and we've got uh, episode 120 right now. We're working on that. Uh, mm -hmm. So, Kevin. Yep. What you been up to, buddy? Um, in terms of video games played, I have uninstalled Heroes of the Storm. I, um, I played one of those games where, you know, shit just goes sideways. And I'm like, you know, why do I play this game so that when I'm done playing, I, I feel worse than when I started. And I'm like, this is it. I just uninstalled. Like, it wasn't even a bad game. It wasn't a good game. It was just like. You know, screw my teammates. Why won't anyone do anything that's like coordinated? And um, yeah, I just uninstalled it completely. So, so you we'll, just tilted out. Yeah. So I've been primarily playing Warzone and uh, playing a lot of fun games with you and LB and uh, some other random people. 
that I friended from playing other games. Last night, I was playing with two guys from Missouri. It was really Missouri? weird. Missouri. Yeah, uh, just random. This guy's like, oh, you're pretty good. Do you want to play with us? It was like, some, I think it was some Russian guy. And like maybe his son or brother, I have no idea. But they were just like, they said they were in the same house together. I'm like, okay. So I played with them for a while. And we got like top 10 a few times. But could not could not get a win. Um, and then also, I did a puzzle with you last night and your <laughs> wife. So that was yes. fun. Um, jigsawpuzzles.io with an S. Let me guys switch to a different. Oh, it's much better. It's, it's not much better. much better. There are different. There are so tabletop gives you a more accurate uh, puzzle experience. Yes, true. But uh, jigsaw it goes faster because things are aligned correctly and they snap together. Yeah, it's the snap so together. you know when they you know when it goes together. That's but like it's mean, a, it automatically locks itself down and it locks into place. Right. Right. So, which is that is very helpful. It it, mm-hmm. it makes it a more it makes it a smoother experience. But mm-hmm. I personally like the like the feel of TTS at the same time, where it's oh yeah, I'm doing a jigsaw puzzle. Fuck, we completely screwed up this whole top row, which Neth and I experienced with the top row of the Iron Giant puzzle yesterday. Yes, We've we could we literally could not get the top. I, I fixed no, it. He, he, it. He, oh, you he, fixed he, it? Yeah, I had to, after I had you get... went to get snacks, he finally got it. and but it I was, zoomed all the way in. Yeah, like he literally wow. it was so finicky how he had to do it. And I was like, oh, I'm glad you finished it because I seriously was just fucking done and was like, the top row was just going to remain unfinished. Yeah, but the problem is if the top row remains unfinished, we'll never get the rest of the puzzle done. And then who flipped the table? I did. <laughs> well, you didn't flip the table the first time. Not the first time. You flipped the table the first time. I flipped the table after I finished the top we row. We didn't even get the outline done, and now flips the table. <laughs> it's like, it's <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Chris, you need to you need to be there, buddy. But of course, this was pretty late last night. This was like nine o'clock our time. It was like yeah. nine or ten o'clock no, our time. Yeah. We started the puzzle. He was in Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah. I spent all last night grinding at Botany. Yeah. Yeah. You spent all last night grinding? I'm not surprised. Honey, let's do it. Um, (laughs) uh, So, yeah. Move on. Yeah. So, Warzone and Puzzles. That's awesome, dude. Uh, Mm -hmm. Neff, what you been doing last two weeks? I'm apparently other people because I was also playing Warzone on my potato computer but yeah that was that was entertaining it really was it really, it really was it, it basically became now neth this is not this is not a uh this is not a recrimination of you this is just how i kind of felt while we were doing it and it was really funny it was like i was doing an escort mission with a particularly badly programmed ai <laughs> <laughs> wasn't like i know it's not a reflection of me because it had nothing to do with me i couldn't do anything i know and it's just like you just watch the ai fall out of the sky and hit the ground and it's like oh gotta go pick that guy up i was literally loading past the point where you can hit your space bar for your parachute to work and i was like Mm -hmm. i'm dead (laughs) again (laughs) did we tell chris that yet no i don't every time we dropped in neff just splatted on the ground 
because the screen wouldn't load, and then I would and I'd be like, "Can I unplug?" It's kind of funny. But, you know, I felt like because you guys were like, "Okay, come on," and I'm like, "Okay, fuck off! I'm coming! I can't move any faster!" Phrasing. Literally, phrasing, 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 so phrasing. But yeah, it was like uh, I'm like splat I, coming. I felt like, yeah. do you remember the the old um, escort quest in WoW where like you be like yelling at the NPC, "Would you fucking walk faster? Why do you have to move at base speed?" I felt You're like. I felt like I was that NPC, so I totally get what you were saying because I was like, "Oh my god, this is so painful." <laughs> it was it was hilarious, but we actually had a lot of fun uh, in the couple mm-hmm. of games we played with Nath. We actually had quite a bit of fun. Um, we played with LB and with Rob yesterday. Uh, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we were we we had uh, we had some entertaining times there, and then we just abandoned Rob like randomly to go do puzzles. Well, he- he left we yeah. all thought he left but he apparently meant that he was only going downstairs like he was going downstairs and <laughs> he was going to go grab ice cream. he said i'm gonna go get some ice cream yes yeah he didn't actually specify so <laughs> it's kind of on so us we're... and on him at the same time <laughs> he's left okay well let's go do something else <laughs> right and then i quit out of the game and he was like uh where did you guys go and i'm like um oh. when did you get back from getting ice cream because okay yeah and that happened like, this went downstairs <laughs> <laughs> then i felt really bad i mean this is good etiquette when you don't have a camera on is tell people when you're actually away from your computer um, oh well say lovey we'll play yeah. again with rob yeah. rob always likes to play games so anyways my last Even two with weeks people like us my i finally finished witcher 3 yay um all the side quests. Right, now done all done all done all side quests all collectibles all the things <laughs> okay 100 all side quests all discovery points including everything in skellige uh <laughs> which seth and arlene Arlie thought i was fucking crazy for doing the only and thing called you out for not doing them wait what what was it uh, Witcher three? Um, no, the the thing that Seth even Seth said oh, was crazy because Skellige has like at the point when I was working on it, I had eighty six discovery points in this one map area to and still Skellige's do. Skellige is not a small map. No, it's not, and most of the points are by water, which makes it even worse because you have to get to them by boat, and the boats are fucking slow as shit. Boats are garbage in that. They game. they were horrible. Um. But the only thing that I did not finish because uh, I just let me finish, and I will point out that even Seth didn't finish this, <clears throat> is the original Gwent deck. I am missing four cards. I cannot figure out which four fucking cards I'm missing. Yes, who so, finished the Gwent deck? As a completionist, you are failing. But fix it. Fight me. <laughs> I actually the thing is I actually finished the entire Gwent storyline too, like really early in the game because I was like, oh, this is entertaining and fun. I love card games. Yeah, I um I well and if have you done the DLC? Because there's a further Gwent storyline. They add a new they add another deck. Anyways, uh <laughs> Okay, Seth is saying, fucking Gwent card collecting is a nightmare. They need a better tracking list and at least a bag. Hey, go here to find this one. Thank you. I agree. Because the thing they're like, 
check this book to help with your collection. And all it says is like, this region, four cards. Fuck my life, I am not going and talking to every single goddamn NPC in that entire region to find which four fucking cards I'm missing. Um, not happening! Nah. That sounds like a nightmare. What? Uh, let's see, there it is. That's what I was looking for. Uh, oh, did you cheat by looking everything up, Gavril? Yes. <laughs> yes, I looked all the fucking cards up. Okay, so A, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, if, I don't know, if, I don't know if it's back compatible with the saves. So that's the question. Well, but it also, I don't know that it would be compatible with the fact that I'm playing it on console, not PC. Oh yeah, that's right. You are right? playing. On yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Uh, um. So I finished with your three, and I was debating on what to start next. And at that point, my list was the two Ori's, um. Red Dead 1 and 2, and something else. I can't remember what something else was. And then a certain trailer dropped that we'll talk about later. And I realized that, hmm, I still need to 100% finish four Assassin's Creed games, so I'm now playing Assassin's Creed Rogue. <laughs> Is that what we can look forward to when you're streaming? Um, lots of Assassin's Creed? Probably, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, I do other stuff, obviously, but you, it, it, once I start streaming, there will definitely be Assassin's Creed going on and Gods and Monsters when it comes out and a few other things. Um, let's see what else. I binge watched some TV that I needed to catch up on because people have been complaining that I'm far too behind on my lists. And, what TV shows? Uh, I've finished Picard. So y'all can talk about it now, finally. Um, I watched that new one on Prime um, Upload. Oh, I want to watch that. Is it good? I actually... Okay, so I actually really enjoyed it. I know a couple people that really didn't. Um, but I thought it was kind of fun and cute. Um, and I also got to do a playtest this week with a gaming studio. So that was fun too. Nice. Ooh. Ooh. Are we going to have some exclusives? I am under an NDA. So all I can say is that I did a play test. It was for a mobile game and it was with Ubisoft. You guys got nice. You guys got phones, right? Uh huh. <laughs> I think that was a Diablo Immortal joke. Oh. It, it, it was. Good job, Kevin. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> okay, so is that is that the extent of your uh, last two weeks now? Yeah. Uh, Speed Demon, what's up? <laughs> um, what have I done? Good Final Fantasy more. XIV. I've been yeah, I've I've been reading in fourteen. Lots That's, of work. Lots of fucking work. Um, reading in fourteen. I've been year. I've been leveling up. A, botany as i said earlier and that's because it is extremely mind numbing and brain dead so it lets me actually play video games while still being brain dead and mind numbing so i can just kind of blank out and just do that so it's, i thought that's better. why people are playing animal crossing i do that while and, i'm at, I, I'll, I'll do that while i'm at break on at work <laughs> yeah okay I've been considering um, buying Animal Crossing for Perry, but I'm not sure. 
I don't know. Do you want to talk to your wife again? Because yeah, it's I'm not sure she'd enjoy that. She's (laughs) weird about that kind of stuff. Like some games just like really trick, like are I wouldn't expect them to be good for her. And she's like, yeah, it's fucking fantastic. I would be more concerned about her getting sucked in, and you'll never see her again. I mean, I don't see her anyways enough as it is because of work. So yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Um, Chris. I'm still reading him. Wow. Why? Because it's something to do on a Thursday and a Sunday night. There. Have you been taking advantage of the rep buff that's available? No, because I think I'm already exalted on a couple of characters anyway. Okay. Oh, yeah. Alpha. That's another thing I've been doing the last two weeks. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, that's it. Is that really... I think I played. I think I did a couple of games of Warzone with you guys at some point, but then mm-hmm. you did. I Last got weekend? angry. Yeah, you did. No, you did. You weren't ever. You got angry. angry. What? You weren't ever really angry with it. I shut it down and wanted to click the uninstall button if I remember correctly. Uh, I don't remember that. I, I do. Hmm. I mean, you didn't mention it to us if you did. No, I didn't. But I, I wanted to just uninstall out of sheer anger. I mean, to be fair, that's how LB feels with after playing most games with me. Fair. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Um but yeah, so me it's been I've been playing Warzone with Kevin and LB um and a couple of other folks. And actually not getting tilted. I don't get tilted about shooters most of the time. I Got all of my tilting and salt out of me when I played CSGO back oh. in the day and Source and 1.6 and <clears throat> Team Fortress 2. So, <clears throat> like you notice, I never got tilted when we played Apex. I don't get tilted with shooters anymore. But you, you would get tilted fuck. in WoW and you do get tilted in Heroes of the Storm. Um, you get much more tilted than I do <laughs> in <laughs> Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> true i mean i have uninstalled twice yeah i uninstalled just because the game wasn't that interesting like i get tilted when i play on americas i mean um yeah i don't i don't get tilted really with mobas because i don't take them as a serious game type really okay uh Fair and enough. shooters shooters i don't get tilted on because i got so tilted in the past you can't once you get once you get build an immunity to tilting you it kind of stays with you for the rest of your life can i just point out nobly has a very mm-hmm. fair question and uh a point in the chat uh he wants to hear our opinion on why code modern referred to as an obscenely large file size and it really is it is ridiculously large it is, it is very big. And I have no when idea. you download the full game, it's like the same size as Warzone, basically. It's a huge Because game. you're downloading the full game. Yeah. Um, and then there's, a, there's also a bunch of shader downloads that you have to do every single time you load the game, it seems, which is another annoying thing. I mean, and, Seth has <clears> a good point. Seth has a very good point. If it's a huge file size, you're less likely to uninstall. <laughs> I mean, you're also less likely to install. It's not. You do not have the space. It's not even just that, though. It's even the patches are gigantic. I think it's just. I think it's just bad optimization on their part. Yeah, that could be it. 
I, I mean, it's also a fairly recent game. I mean, Modern Warfare 2 is what, last year? Yes. I mean, still. Well, we don't know what the final install size on Cyberpunk is going to be. Large. I'm going to Very guess. large, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. And Call of Duty has... They've got some very high-res textures in there. I mean, it plays really pretty on 4K. Yeah. Still. So... I mean, I'm I'm guessing it's just a lot of uncompressed texture files and a lot of complicated bullshit that they're not doing correctly. Uh, so yeah, that would be my guess. That would totally be my guess. But um, I've been playing Warzone with uh, Chris and Kevin and Neth and LB and Rob occasionally and randos that Kevin knows um, and LB, <laughs> randos that Kevin and LB know. Um, I did a couple of puzzles, as we mentioned earlier. I've been playing a lot of Darkest Dungeon, uh, and I'm playing Dead Cells again. Um, I am doing a heavily modded Darkest Dungeon run currently, and we'll see how that ends up going. Um, and yeah, um, not a whole lot else. Um, there's something else I was playing, and I don't remember what it was on top of my head. I don't remember, but, uh, yeah, just been... Trying to keep occupied. Hearthstone, of course. That's that's just my bread and butter during breaks and lunches. And if I get to work early, you know, I just sit and jam out a couple of games of Hearthstone. I haven't really pushed really hard for Legend this season. So I'm just, I think I'm gold one currently. And I need to sit down and just grind through platinum. And then not be happy with diamond. <clears throat> just be really not happy with diamond. But we'll see how it goes. Because of how the rank changes are now. Yeah, it's... Yeah! You jump up real fast, but... I play Wild. Almost exclusively, I play Wild Ladder right now. And yeah, it's... I am playing OTK Quest Mage. And yeah, it has not been fun because there's so much aggro in the game right now. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. There's a lot of aggro in the game, and it's really not great for OTK Quest Mage. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, besides that, not a whole lot. <clears throat> okay, shall we move on? Yeah, uh, listener feedback, we got anything? Did we get any interesting spam mail in the email, Neth? <laughs> um, well, Azeroth Coast to Coast had some invitations to increase their penis size. Um, and a few other I don't need that person but you know but no just spam 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 I mean obviously none of us here need that penis size increase so I mean Mm -hmm. obviously none of us do (laughs) I definitely don't (laughs) I mean it's something to consider no hard pass hard pass all right it's nothing to consider I mean I was just gonna say you know make some money on the internet Wow. Anyway. <laughs> Kevin, do uh, your weird thing. Moving yep. right along. Um, loose and fancy free. We do have people from other countries that listen to the show. Over the past two weeks, we have listeners from the US, Canada, UK, Australia, and Sweden. There were, there were many others, but these were the top five. Thank you for listening. You're all honkies. <laughs> we don't know that for sure. Um... Statistically, they are probably honkies. We don't have access to that personal information. Um, so, 
Yes, no? I just cringing. <laughs> okay. That's all. Statistically, they're honkies, and I'm not happy with that. But moving along. Uh, yes, let's. Nah, we're just going to sit here and talk about that a little bit more now, since you've obviously made yourself uncomfortable about it. Uh, so, honkies. <laughs> honk, 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 honk. Oh, God. Oh, good Lord. See what you started, Neff? I didn't start anything. <laughs> you were uncomfortable. You started this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, Chris, what's going on with it right now? Um, what's going on with it? <laughs> Giggity. Um, let's see. World of let's Warcraft. Cover World of Warcraft. Um, the XP buff uh, is live. It will be going 100% XP for everything except current content uh, for Battle for Azeroth, and it was it's live through April 20th. April 18th. This is the uh, April 20th through May 18th. That's what I meant. Thank you. Okay, just making sure. I'm not good with my words today. It's okay. Not much (laughs) good word. Yeah, this is only for Legion and Battle for Azeroth uh, factions, and as I said, it includes the Rajani and the Uldum Accord. So it does include that now? Excludes. I was going to say, it does include it now? Yeah, he said included, so I was going to ask the same thing. I was like, ooh, when they add that? (laughs) Excludes. Excludes, okay. Um, So get you your rep buff, I guess. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's good for people who don't have flying in those zones yet. Good for people who tried to play it and then were just like, nope, 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 nope. I'm out of here again. Like (laughs) me. Do you think that they should have continue to have events like this. I feel like it's just a ploy to try to get people to come back to play the game. Oh, it's 100% that. It's 150% that. But, I don't know. Do we need to get ployed to play the game? Yeah. I mean, I've had more people come back and raid because of buffs and COVID and all that jazz, so, you know, I ain't gonna complain. <laughs> yeah, how how much of it is they actually want to play versus they don't have anything else to do, so they're playing better both games. It's the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> I mean, we were talking about this last week, just like RPGs or you know WoW or games like this that you can sink a lot of time into that don't have an ending are kind of great ways when you can't leave the house or have limited, you know, resources to not be able to, I mean, you know, go places you like MMOs. Yeah, yeah. If you like them, but like, if you're going to spend $15, you can sink a ton of time into wow over the course of a month. Oh yeah. I mean, if, yeah. if, if you just like right now, people are making an average of about 10 bucks an hour. That's pretty close to the average wage, 10 to 12 bucks an hour. It's like you get a, you get like three hours of game time out. You're getting way above your investment. So even if you compare it to a hours. movie or, you know, a bunch of other ways that you could spend your money. Yeah, it's yeah. good bang for the buck for sure. It's a great bang for the buck, especially if you're spending a lot of time at home. And if you're behind and you're catching up, the, the reputation is one of the worst things to be behind on. Yep. So I just, that is great. No, because absolutely. they tied so much crap to it. 
this I'm, release. I'm trying to. You can always tie so much crap to it. Yeah, I, I'm planning on spending some more time in game now with the rep catch up on because I'm behind on a lot of stuff. And that's what I've been dreading is going on and having to grind the fucking rep. So I've been avoiding it. But with that being in place, I'm more likely to actually log in and try and catch up at least. Somewhat. I 100% won't be coming back. I- I mean, One thing I'll say, I don't yeah. understand why they haven't included the new reps because we're so far along at this point where most, excuse me, most players are exalted if they've been keeping up. So I don't understand why they're not included. It'd be a nice little catch up for, for players coming back. True. But, you know, Neff, having it take two weeks instead of a month of daily quests is, yeah, you should probably get your ass in there if you if you want that. Oh, but uh, I don't know if we've mentioned it in the past either as well, but the uh, XP buff, 100% XP buff, that is staying on until the pre-patch. We mentioned that on the last episode. Yeah, yeah it's no. I wasn't there. <clears throat> yeah, I think we actually mentioned it in the video before that one too, because that, that XP buff's been around for a while now. It's a good buff. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we've got through that. Uh, the other thing we're going to talk about a little bit uh, related to WoW is going to be the kind of sort of drama going on right mm. now. Yep. Um, so those of you who don't really follow it, uh, uh, early mid last month, Mike Morheim did an interview with someone. I don't remember who it was. Um, let me take a look. Let me pull that up real quick. Chris. Uh, I did an interview with me. Yeah, there we go. No, no, no. Uh, Let's see. Let's pull this up. Ah, Wowhead reported on it. Let's pull that real quick. Uh, it was with oh, Seth, uh, Seth Scheisel of the New York Times uh, at the Venture Beat Game Summit. Yep. Okay, so uh, he did an interview with uh, a with someone from the New York Times, and so they did talk a little bit about MMOs and WoW specifically. Um, and something that Morheim specifically mentioned was that he feels that as time has gone on, WoW has become a less social game. And this is something we've talked about pretty extensively. Yep. For it's a something that a time. lot of podcasts have talked about pretty extensively. Let's just put that out there. Yeah. Not uh, just podcasts. Yeah. I mean, people in the community in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the exact quote he gave is, I think that it's a question of accessibility and time investment. Maybe there are other types of games that are able to capture the social experience even more. I would also just observe that as a world, as World of Warcraft evolved over the years, it actually kind of became less social because in an effort to achieve more accessibility, we kind of removed some of the reasons why you need to play the game with the same group of people over and over again. I think that it takes away some of the reason for people uh, of why they play and why they might actually want to continue to play. And that's... I mean, most of us, most of you all who listen to the show and most of us who have been on the show and who are on the show currently um, have kind of agreed on that point. It's just kind of not been great. It hasn't been amazing. The social aspect has kind of fallen off to the wayside. I mean, this is something finder raid finder. I mean, specifically, we've taken Mm -hmm. away some of the elements that you would have to play over and over again with the same group of people like. Group finder, raid finder, that kind of stuff. I mean, but of course. Not, not just that though. When they when they created that whole cross 
cross realm thing and multiple realms were playing together you also lost the um community that servers had of each uh, because they were their own microcosm and so you had like the forums were used and you had a community that was you know your server's identity and servers were very different from each other because of the fact that you were an entity to yourself so you know like if you pulled some kind of shit like you fucking ninja gear everybody on the server knew like oh you were a shit person to play and you were blacklisted. yeah you were blacklisted now mm-hmm. when it went to cross realm it was like not only did you lose that sense of community because you weren't necessarily playing with people from even your own realm but you also lost the accountability that went with it so yeah. Yeah, it's easy to be a dick and then never see those people again and not never have to worry about it or have any consequences as a result of that. Mm-hmm. Now, well, I was, what I'd say is like something like um, the connected realms, that, that's helped in regards to keeping like a server, like actually po- population there. But so much of the game is cross-realm now, it doesn't really matter. Your individual server yeah. is just mean nothing anymore it means absolutely yeah. nothing it, and I it's mean, sad. when everybody plays on a super group and they can just shard or layer yeah. off yeah like it, it's sad because i i liked what dalaran was initially and you know like you know servers had their <clears throat> own in jokes and you know like stuff that if you weren't part of the server you would nobody fucking know what that was the um, the interesting yep. thing is that so i play on magtheridon um it is no longer it, it is one of the few servers that aren't connected like there is no like cr- group connections there because it's so, an rp server no it's, it's a it, it was originally it's a massive a, server. It's a, it was a, originally a massive server okay. um not my first realm though i play, used to play on agamagon europe and then we moved to twilight's hammer when they did the cross realm, when when they did the zone, the the oh my god, what what is it actually called? Cross the, realm? No, it's not cross realm. It's the connected connected realms. Mm-hmm. When they did the connected realms to make like super realms, mm-hmm. they actually connected my original realm to my mm-hmm. new realm, so I was on my new my original realm again without being oh. on the realm. Yeah, because um, I was on Eldrathalus and they connected us to Coriel Straws. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so I just think that's like I think stuff like that, that that brought a little bit of it back, but then by that point, so much of the game is cross realm; it doesn't matter anymore. Well, and Seth mentions battle groups, and yeah, um, battle groups were a whole different fucking ball of, ball of wax. But I, I like battle groups. I was when I played Horde, I was on Lightning's Blade battle group. Um, Blood Scalp. I think I was on Blood yeah. Scalp. Yeah. But yeah, it was it. It's yeah. I just don't think it's yeah. yeah, yeah. Take my head. Um. So in relation to what, but in uh, short, we all agree with Morheim. Yeah. Well, and also, and then there's also uh, Greg Street, uh, who some of us may more familiar, more 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 may more know may know more familiarly as Gre- as Ghostcrawler, uh, former lead systems designer for or developer for WoW. Um and current vice president of intellectual property and entertainment at Riot, um, had something to say about this. Also, 
Um, and I'm going to go through a series of tweets that are here on Wowhead, and I'll link the Wowhead article that's got the tweets mm-hmm. on it. Um, and he says specifically, and this is on the 29th of April, so it's a couple of days after that interview with uh, Seth. Um, so Greg Street, Ghost Crawler. I have been asked a bunch of times about Mike Morheim's chat with Seth Seisel. And while WoW did a lot of things right, some of its greatest contributions were social. People forget sometimes that when WoW became popular, things like instant messaging didn't really exist, let alone have social features in every single game. Early WoW players would see another player and be all, is that another human? That's crazy. People connected on WoW. It was the first experience for many gamers of making a friend online instead of IRL. Those were the stories we received about kids who used WoW's mail system as email, of fathers who could only talk about their teenage, only talk to their teenagers through the game. And it's going to be really hard for any MMO in the future to recreate the sheer novelty of social interactions that WoW produced. The world is different than it was then. And he's right. And then we get to Jab. And Adam, I'll talk to you. Adam, I'll talk to you about uh, about ET later. And then we get to Jab. So, um, he talked a little bit during the during or after the Activision Blizzard Q1 2020 earnings call that we were we're going to cover just a little bit, but not much. Um, so the context of the question that he was asked was actually, and then again, I will link to this Wowhead article that's that's aggregated this out, and you know we'll we'll give our proper accreditation. Uh, yeah, and I know, I know, LB, LB's complaining that instant messaging was around because I remember being on ICQ and having uh-huh. a number under a hundred thousand. So yeah, yeah, I remember having a number under a hundred thousand, and that was a big deal. Um, uh, and so while the context of the question was actually in reference to sustaining subscriber trends. The response almost certainly had Morheim's comment in mind as current president of Blizzard, J. Allen Brack, asserted that World of Warcraft is just as social as the day it launched. No. Uh, oh, so my God. The exact it's quote 0%. from... So the exact quote, the exact quote from Brack, from Jab, was, I want to take a step back and say that we're really thankful that our games are able to play a part in how, pe- how they bring people together during what's really an unprecedented and challenging time for all of us. World of Warcraft has been fortunate to be engineered as a very social experience, uh, emphasis mine and that's as true today as the day we launched over time we've listened to feedback from the community and the game has evolved into what we now call the modern game which has really expanded the depth and breadth of social of gameplay as well as making it easier to find easier to kind of find friends group up make progress or play alone all within the social environment at the same time we've seen a lot of good work for players uh returning to the classic wow experience so today we think about World of Warcraft as a single community under one subscription where players can both enjoy WoW Classic and Modern WoW, and we've released a steady stream of content for both. A variety of different experiences has always been at the strength of the game. Where do we begin? Where do we begin? It's like, oh, no. <laughs> Honey, no. I mean... I mean, obviously, it's the it's the corporate line for investors, yada yada yada. So can't blame them for that because it's for the investors, you know, yes. give us more money. But yeah. we have to spin it so that y'all give us more money. But yes. at the same but time, is his head up his ass. Players. We've heard this. We've heard your statement, and we mm. I, I, on behalf of the players, what? Just, what? Yeah. I mean, so I will. I, I, okay, so I'm going to give you some context from the rest of the Wowhead article, which was by uh, uh, Archimetros. Um, 
and definitely make sure that we have this linked in. Um, and they're correct. Uh, so in many ways, you can even argue that WoW has evolved to become even more social. This is from the writer at WoWhead. Um, just not all within the game itself. There are many Discord servers that are absolutely gargantuan uh, communities of players brought together by the game, with the largest of them clocking in at 100,000 members discussing the game in real time. Uh, a concept completely unheard of in 2004 in which most communication took place in the game's forums, and that's actually correct. There are many more theory crafting groups, Discord channels, news sites, communities, forums, optimization tools, guides, Twitch streams, and YouTube channels than at any point in the game's history. So there's definitely a social aspect to WoW. It's simply spread across more of the medium, more mediums than just the game itself. Even Battle.net chat is a vast improvement in communicating with friends and fellow players over having to be in the same region, on the same server, the same faction, and online at the same time in order to talk and or play with each other. Now, so when you say social experience, as Brack is talking about there, he's correct. The game is as social or more social than it was the day it launched. When you consider the broader implications of social experience rather than just the in-game experience. Okay. Right. I'll give I'll give you that. No, 100%. Makes sense. I agree with that. that makes sense. Yeah. So if you look at so and, and and it's like I'm not defending J. Allen Brack. I'm not defending Blizzard. You're I'm not context. defending Red Street. I'm giving context. And yes, within that context, it a hundred percent is a more social game than it was 20 years ago. But 15 years ago, but, years ago. yeah, but, but at uh, the same time, the in-game social experience has been gutted as time has gone on, and we've mm-hmm. talked this topic to death a thousand times. Who <laughs> uses the in-game uh, community tab? I haven't used that since BC or RAF. No, I'm talking about the, 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 no, the, the giant no in-game community tab that they put shit tons of work into. I haven't used I've it. never used it ever. I tried it to join like a Mythic Plus dungeon community and no one ever posted in there. Yeah, same. I've, I've um, used it. That's that's a lot like clans and communities in Diablo 3. Because the thing is, Diablo 3 was the test bed for it, for that communities tab. Because well, Diablo however, 3 has a community tab. And, but Diablo 3, I actually do use the communities because, especially with seasons, there are communities that exist to help each other during seasons, either for, you know, like um, farming gear power for leveling goblins. or power leveling, goblin runs, greater rift runs. That community does exist, and I have met people through that that I chat with. That doesn't happen anymore in WoW. Like, you you do a random dungeon, and you're never going to see those four other people again unless you're pre-grouped with a couple people before you start it. And Adam makes a very fair fair point in the chat. Um, Hasn't used it because it's just a shittier in-game version of Discord. Why use it when we have Discord? Yeah, because, I mean, I can just go on Discord right now, and I can guarantee you I can find a group for a server that I may be playing on. Like, my my classic realm yeah. has a massive, it has over 5,000 members for the classic realm I'm on, and that's just yeah. for Discord. Oh, LB says the Communities has a user limit. I didn't even know that. Oh, wait, the Communities have a user limit. I knew guilds did, but I didn't know that... I didn't know that the communities did. That's that's, that's, that's ridiculous. That's like dumb. that that's that makes dumb. it even worse because it makes it even worse than Discord. I mean, I don't think yeah. I don't think communities. I've never seen communities on 
Diablo 3 having a limit, but there may be a limit in place there. I'm not 100%. Also, guilds I mean, they... don't have a user limit anymore. They just have a user limit on how many will show up if they're online at the one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they changed that a couple of expansions ago, right? But their communities has a user limit, which are supposed to be bigger than guilds. Yep, because the communities are supposed to be like, oh yeah, you can you can be in the the global alliance community. And yeah, no, no, you're not. Because you're in community uh, F because they went all through the first ten numbers and then the first six letters of the alphabet. I mean, they Five can't letters. be unlimited in size, but the, they're not they're not useful. I mean, even though they're in the game, I mean. I, and and you know the thing is is like saying that there's a discord server or saying that there's ways to communicate outside of the game i don't know if that makes the game better or worse or more or less social because you know there was there were phones and there were c- methods of mun- communication not involving computers before you know okay. that was now more that's, prevalent that is horseshit the only reason i ever used my phone so what we used back in the day back in bc and vanilla we had a ventrilo server that we all had to contribute a couple of bucks to because we yep. had so many fucking members and nobody wanted to pay for it out of pocket that we had to have a nice big server for ventrilo then we had to all group together to pay for the game for the uh for the uh guild website and the guild forum software because nobody had a computer that they could run the forum software off of. So we had to pay for server space somewhere. And then I had, I phoned people because I was a raid leader and I was also a class captain. I was a class lead and a raid leader. So I had phone numbers for some of the more important members of the group. And I would very expensively call some of them. Uh, for five seconds to get their asses online if they were not there. Well, okay. Yeah, that was that was the extent of that was the extent of outside social interaction. Most of the time, you would use the calendar function because uh, I think the calendar function went live in Wrath, if I remember correctly. Wrath right? it went live in yes, or well, yeah. at least in its current iteration. Yeah, the current iteration. Well, was, I used that little bit in Burning Crusade, but it was nowhere near as adept as. as. Um, so, <clears throat> I mean, and you know, most guilds had a what was it? It was like guild portal or whatever it was. Yeah. Most most well, guilds yeah. had if, a page on guild portal that you did your shit through they, guild portal. If they didn't run their own website, yeah, which the guilds that, that I did, we ran our own websites. Hmm. But yeah, if you were a smaller guild or you didn't have like a tech or you didn't have like a website guy or a tech guy on or a person on your guild. Yeah, you went through Guild Portal or through something else to just have something available to use that people could find you. Because we got so many... We ended up getting so many recruits just from the website back in BC. It was crazy. <clears throat> we had a couple of transfers. We actually had transfers. We were not even like a 100% like top-line progression guild, but we got transfers at, into the server from people who were like, I really liked your website and I, I joined your Ventrilo and, you know, I really liked your community. So I'm coming My over. My guild broke apart before transfers were a thing. Um, what I would say however, is... we used to poach gamers from Pawn. I will admit to that. Um, transfers were live back in Vanilla. 
because I transferred from my original realm, oh, which is Terra. Okay, okay no, I'm, I'm thinking faction transfers. Yeah, no, we did yeah, have was a, Yeah, we did have a few people that server transferred, but we used to just watch for the really good players that were coming up in the guilds that were behind us, <laughs> and then... And poach them? Yeah! <laughs> Well, I mean, we did that during BC. Like, the end of BC, we 100% did that because my guild stopped raiding at the end of BC around the time Black Temple came out. So me and the rest of the core, most of the other core raiders, which wasn't enough people to run a 25-man BT, uh, we went and we were poaching people from guilds that weren't progressing and we ran a pug we ran a server-wide pug and we were like server fourth or fifth killing illidan we were up there on the server huh? um i will say in regards to like people coming across and stuff like that it's more than likely just my experience because even recently we've had people who have joined our discord and been raiding with us cross realm who have transferred play with us like full time yeah but it's it's, I mean, it still it's happens. so rare now mm-hmm. it used to happen all the time now it's so rare yeah i used to be able to just go okay open up the guild email account because i was an officer or a raid leader or a guild leader at various points in my life open up the guild email account okay we got a guy he wants to transfer over okay um all right, um, XYZ, uh, go ahead and send me your account details so we can get this guy over for a trial on your account. Because you didn't want to, like, you didn't, the guy didn't want to spend 35 bucks to transfer, so you would have one of your trusted officers with, yep. uh, give them their account details and they would come and trial out with you for a night. That happened so many times. Yep, I wow. gave my account details out several times for that. I had two people yeah. in vanilla that have my account details because at the time I was living in a very remote area and I couldn't, you think this computer's a potato? I used to raid on a fucking laptop with no mouse. So. I did as well. I did as well. Don't worry. Beast, uh, during I couldn't Ironforge. So I would have, I would get to a point, I would log out, I would mm. message somebody that one of the two people that have my account info and be like, okay, get me through Ironforge. Let me know when I'm out. Because if like, we used to on nights that we were like doing like drunk shenanigan kind of stuff, it'd be like, okay, Julie, log in and we're going to time how long it takes you to get from the flight point to the auction house in Ironforge, and they would take bets on it. <laughs> um, with wow. me, I raided Dragon Soul as main tank on a laptop with a trackpad. I, I was healing Wrath with 10 FPS and a, ta- a trackpad. All right. I, I did my four, I did my lock and rock quest on my hunter with a trackpad. I learned how to kite using a trackpad just so I could do that quest. Yep. That's, that's not easy. No, well, it, it, kiting with a trackpad is a lot harder than you would fucking think it would be. It, no, it's not that's even as hard as you think it would be. It's even worse. But even still to this day, like I've had people watch me when I'm playing WoW and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? You, 
you like play weird and it's because i'm i where my first so many years i was playing on a laptop i got used to playing this weird combination of mouse and, and keys <laughs> and i never broke the habit of it so i have like the strangest strangest play style well, for a while <laughs> and and i had the worst i had the absolute worst um play style because i had so many i auto ran everywhere so i had a eight button mouse that i had all of my movement keys bound to and yeah that was all i did was uh i didn't have no sorry that was uh not my eight button mouse um i had everything tied to function keys on my laptop i had Try everything with the track bad i just want to say making sure your mouse over my was on the oh, right person i yeah. didn't have the mouse at that point i misspoke i meant the function keys i had an extra function key usb function key thing that it was in. actually before the invention of the mouse yes it was i, I just want to say to adam because he's saying trackpad kiting and clickers it never ceases to amaze me how stubborn people are and willing to kneecap themselves it didn't kneecap me at all it wasn't a choice it was it was how i learned the game and it was what i had available it's not like i had a choice like yeah. i had this this was how i learned to play and I didn't. I actually had to completely relearn kiting when I got an actual mouse because I was like, "What the fuck up, am I doing?" When I moved up to my first big boy build with a 550 in it, with a with a Nvidia 550 in a GeForce, I was just like, "I have a mouse now. What the fuck? So How does I, this work?" I was 15 when when I started playing WoW, and <laughs> go. During Wrath, I said just before Wrath, my, my the computer I had essentially melted, um, and I had to do essentially the entire expansion on a laptop. Yep, because I couldn't afford a new computer. I was, I was in college. Now, I want you all to think about Zanaz main tanking Zanaz in Dragon Soul with a trackpad. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. How did we get down this rabbit hole? Seriously. Because we talked about the social experience of know. WoW and it just always does this. Yeah, whenever <laughs> we get social experience of WoW, we this is what happens. We're sociable. Yep. How how dare we talk on a podcast? I know. I know. Trackpads has a lot to do with social <laughs> aspects of WoW, doesn't it? Yeah, we just kind of went. Well, went in fairness, the two of us just bonded even more about our pains of trackpads. Right? Yeah, yeah, we just we we just kind of dug a little bit further in. Um, let's go ahead and move on a little bit, y'all. We could definitely keep talking about this. Well, probably I mean, my, my well, no, final, we could just talk about this for the rest of the fucking day, though. And my it final is, thoughts on yeah. the whole like whole you know is WoW social? Is it not social? I still think there's ways to like pigeonhole yourself into like only going to a single discord server and not meeting new people i mean i think there's pros and cons to it all the time um there's ways in which it's a lot less social because there's group finder and stuff and there's ways that there's more social because there's discord and reddit but like how often are you kevin discord and reddit aren't wow discord and reddit are discord and reddit it's a different social experience is what and it's it's a experience that's running side by side with WoW, but it's not what's making WoW social. It's Discord and Reddit are social, not WoW. Is no, cool. I would disagree. I would disagree. 
It's enabling I, you to be social with other people in WoW, I, I, I guess. I would say it is different. So there are different kinds of social. When you talk about the social experience, you have to differentiate between if you're talking about the social experience of being inside of the game or the social experience of the game itself. <clears throat> so the social experience of being in the game is shit. But the social experience of the game mm. itself is just as good as it always has been. Or we wouldn't better. exist without it. Yeah. I would say the mm -hmm. social experience about the game and of the game is better than it's ever been. It's just those of us like me with rose-colored glasses, we look at the social experience within the game and it's like, it's shit now. Because it kind of is. It kind of is. It totally is. 100% the social yeah. experience inside of the game is garbage. But I'm not a social person at my very core. Like every guild I've ever been in, they it was a bunch of people that I did like did a dungeon with. I did an Uber's run with or something. And they were like, oh, hey, you're pretty good. Uh, you're coming with us tonight. And it's like, OK, I guess I will. Right. And then all of a sudden you're a fucking officer two months later. You know, that was every experience I ever had with the guild. I'm not a social person. I don't go out looking for social experiences. So the game hasn't changed significantly for me because I've always played like that. Yeah, and, but, and I think it's weird J. Allen Brack saying, well, there's Reddit and there's Discord and there's people talking about World of Warcraft. It's like, well, that doesn't mean the game's inherently more social. But the problem is better. the end game experience isn't. The end game experience is not social. And the problem is all of us are talking, most of us are talking about the in-game social experience. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is that the game as a whole itself, you know, the entire experience of the game is more social than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm not. True. I'm not denying that. But I, I want them to improve the end game. Yes, I would love. So to do I. One hundred percent. I would love for you all to get a better in game social experience. I would absolutely love that. It's just like because it's funny because as I said, I'm not a social person in games. I play a lot of games single player. I don't go out of my way to find people. Like literally, the only reason I ended up raiding in Destiny was because of Seth and Vil and you two dragging me in with them. That's the only it's, reason I rated in Destiny. That's um, the only reason I rated in WoW for as long as I did was because I had people that were just like, oh, hey, your, your name's funny, or you're interesting, or you tanked pretty good, or you healed pretty good. You're coming with us. We need a body. And a social experience happened. Or, you know, talking on a forum about XYZ, and it's just like... I disagree. Why don't you come with us and we'll we'll show you how this actually is supposed to go. And it's like yeah. it starts something. So it's that, like that, yeah, that and that's always been the problem that I've had with like these communities and message boards and forums and shit. It's like I want to play the fucking game. I don't want to sit around being on the sidelines talking about the game. I want to get I you know, put me on the field, coach. You know, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Yeah, and I get that. I I totally understand. You want you don't want a passive experience within the game. You don't need a pass. You want something more active. And I get that. I right. totally do. It should like, be in the game. We shouldn't have to default to Reddit. And like, if we had better social tools in the game, would we even be on Discord and Reddit and all these other places chat, would like having yes. to chat about it? Yes. I would argue yes, because in BC, they introduced in-game uh, communication. They In-game voice-to-voice in, B in BC. And it was hot garbage, and nobody or used it. Ever. Even when they, even even when they fixed it, it was hot garbage, and no one used it. 
everybody still used Ventrilo. Everybody still used TeamSpeak. Everybody still used Mumble. They and when they added in-game voice, in-game voice, like right last now, release, yeah. No, no, no. The, when they redesigned and reintroduced in-game voice, it was already a thing since Burning Crusade. In-game voice has been in this game since Burning Crusade. It's oh just, my god, it was shit. In garbage. Had, it was so shit, especially when it first came on. It was like, it, it was like just complete, complete garbage. And it was, it was like last expansion. Sorry, last, go ahead. Last expansion, they reintroduced it by using the Battle.net servers rather than you using your own system and all that shit. And it's running off Battle.net and it's the same system that Overwatch uses, same system Heroes uses, because that system actually works. But no one fucking uses it. (laughs) Because we have Discord. Yeah. And there's a lot less people who are willing to talk with randoms that are on that you're just randomly grouping up well, with from like a dungeon the, run. And that's part of the thing too. It's like the player base is less social also. Player base is also less social mm. than it's ever been. Like in game, because people want something specific. They don't want to, you know, go and experiment and try something new. The majority of the of the community just wants to get shit done. Well, and, now in and, fairness, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that's a problem of the community, but the game has also not helped. It's pushed it in that direction. Mm-hmm. I I, I'm not arguing. I'm I not agree. saying no. Community has reacted to how the game has changed and has become a lot more insular. But at the same time, you know, like there's nothing encouraging people to be social like there used to be. Um, yeah. You know, like it used to be you had to talk to people and find groups and stuff like that but you also, have to have good standing yeah but also if you look at the people who are playing now realistically how many new people are like straight up brand new people are joining wow and really looking to be social most of the people that are in are in social groups that have been standing for at least a significant at least a partial period of the history of wow and so you have a social click basically that is in and of itself that isn't necessarily always the easiest for someone new to join, right? Perfect example of yep. what never think. My we got two new players in, uh, but maybe month, month and a half ago. Both of them were from our Final Fantasy group. And they had not played WoW. That was okay. a, that's a group of that's two people who has been pulled in to an already defined and Stand, set up group. There's no random. There, there's no randomness to it. There's no. Oh, I'm going to go find a group of people. No, there's a group. People have already got them. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, <clears throat> but let's let's jump off of the WoW train for a little bit and yeah. uh, continue on. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's an ending to this. It just there isn't. No, I legitimately <laughs> said 15 minutes ago that we could talk about this literally all day. We could. Yeah. But it also, like, that kind of leaves you on the wayside in some ways because we're we keep going further and further down the rabbit hole of old of old WoW, and True. you don't strictly know old WoW. You're nope. a warlord, baby. Don't. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was so, an over player. Yeah, and that's totally fine. You were it's actually still a really in my mind that you're a, you're a warlord. <laughs> oh, Neth, Gary's a warlord's baby as well. He's our main tank now. Wow. Yeah. I know, right? 
I'm not saying it because that that makes you a bad player. It's just I find it like it's just mind-boggling to me that there are people who actually came to the game that late. <laughs> like, well, there's also well, boggling to me that there are people who came to the game and stayed during WAD. Yeah, that's my yeah. biggest shock. People stuck it out. I didn't know any fucking better. I mean, well, I think that's why. Thing. And that's the good thing. And that's the thing. It's like we look at it like Chris, Neth, and I all look at it from our optics from we've all been playing for 10 plus years at this point well you came into it fresh i right i didn't know any better the spawn was three when i started playing wow he's about to turn 18 so (laughs) i played during the european launch i played during midpoint of classic he started six months into classic and he used to sit on my lap while i was raiding and cheer on my guild for killing the dragons oh that's, that's actually fucking adorable <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. the thing is is that we're coming it from our optics and it's it's weird to us but i know wad was a good expansion for a newer player there was all sorts of shiny brand new shit and everything was crazy and i can see that being good for a new player if i look at it as a new player yeah, that would have been insane to join during WAD. So, one of the biggest things from the WAD to Legion transition, and this is this is from Gary who said this, he didn't know he was missing out on so much mm-hmm. going from Warlords to Legion because Legion was his first expansion essentially. Mm-hmm. He had never experienced anything big and shiny and new, and everyone's everyone's the level caps going up, got new dungeons, new raids. He had never experienced that. And going from there, he, he said, one of the things he said was that he didn't know what he was missing out on. Because uh-huh, uh-huh. Warlords didn't have as much, obviously. Warlords was... Warlords, Warlords Three was patches. Yeah, sure. It was yeah, two Warlords. and a half patches. No, I think I only had... To, oh, 8.2 is where it went to. Was it patch and a half it, or two patches? 8.1 was the selfie cam. 8.2 yeah. was Tanan and the raid. Yep. That was it. <laughs> patch and a half yeah and then he got everything from legion and he was like what the fuck <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right all right chris uh and kevin dead game go talk about it um there's just a quick one there's been about there's a new balance patch that's came out for heroes of the storm and it's got two character reworks one for uh cassia and one for tracer um cassia has always been a super strong hero she's kind of falling a little bit in the meta right now so a little buff to her and a little redesign to her, her outdated kit is a good thing. And mm-hmm. same with Tracer. Um, she got nerfed pretty early on and fell on the meta um, to the point where she was only really used for one or two situations. But you never really used her. Um, her kit does, her kit reworks look like it's going to completely push her back into the meta. So I'm excited for that because Tracer is one of my favorite ones to play. Um... And we're getting a new Nexus Anomaly. Or a, 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 a buffed, a changed Nexus Anomaly. They're changing it a little bit. Because as far as I know at the moment, forts and towers and keeps will hit heroes, enemy heroes, if they're in range and they attack a friendly now. Um, they're, they're, they're buffing that a little bit. They're nerfing that a little bit because it was kind of overwhelming and there was some bugs with it. Okay. Um... On that note, you mentioned Cassie, and I'm just like, I'm still so sad they cut Scobos from D3. <laughs> still so sad they cut Scobos from D3. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, well, say lovey. 
Um, oh, question about your dead game. Mm-hmm. When question is- about your dead game. <laughs> well, um, when is that um, event coming? Have they said yet? Um, no, uh, the next event, uh, what was the next event? Uh, the one with the Pegasus mounts and stuff like that. No, that's not the next event. That's the event after. Oh, okay. Well, that's the one I uh, care about because it looks really cool. I want, I'm just going to double check what's the current event because there is a new event going right now. Uh, the Dark, Fragments of the Dark Nexus is the current event. Um, there is a quite a few very cool skins uh, for Deathwing, for uh, Phoenix, for Tassadar, and for Gul'dan and Alarak. Uh, as well as a pretty cool... Uh, I want to say it's like a, a, a rhinoceros or a triceratops mount. It's very cool. Um, but yeah, they are all available right now uh, for the Dark Nexus event. Well, there cool. you go. And as far as I know, the Greek-inspired one is coming at some point. I just don't know when. All right. Um, nothing other Blizzard or Activision related at the moment, as far as I'm aware. So we're going to go to the rest of the stuff that everybody wanted to talk about. Um, Kevin, this sounds like a you topic. If it's the Cyberpunk yes. one, it's an all-of-us topic. <laughs> so... In Cyberpunk 2077, supposedly there's going to be ability to customize genitals, and I'll read this verbatim because it's interesting. Players can select a gender and customize their character. Customizations can include depictions of breasts, buttocks, and genitalia, as well as various sizes and combinations of genitalia. So So, that is from the ESRB uh, rating summary? Yes. Yeah. And... It's, I mean, I think, you know, the point that I was trying to make earlier today when we were talking about this was like, I think, you know, Cyberpunk's trying to be very inclusive. There's not male and female. You just pick a character and then you can customize it, you know, whatever gender you want or combinations of gender. Because I think they're trying to make the game very inclusive. And it's not just for boys and girls. There's people who, um, you know, refer to themselves as non binary gender queer trans like there's tons of stuff and i i think that's cool i think the way that they the way that it was announced (laughs) was very what the fuck here's the thing the way that it was announced the first thing that popped into my head is oh so you can have a micro penis a cavernous vagina and or both see the first thing (laughs) that popped into my head was i hope the first thing that popped in my head was i hope the customization options are better the genital customization options are better than the genital customization options in Age of Conan or Conan Exiles. Sorry. I never played Conan Exiles and I'm kind of glad. It has a dong slider. <laughs> of course, it has a dong slider. <laughs> a dong slider. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Um, I'm going to look that up while we continue this conversation. Every game need a dong slider. I don't want a dong slider in World of Warcraft. Could you imagine a dong slider? A dong slider for the Torrens? No. No, 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 no. Because you know who would be the most likely to use the dong slider? It would be the male night. Sure I. No, the male night elves. The male night elves. No, I actually can't agree with Gav. It'll be the space goats. It'll definitely be 100% be the space goats. Do you think? Yeah, space goats will be for the for the males, night elf females for the breast size. 
No, I'm see, glad that I think, they're. I think space goat for the breast size because too many people are obsessed with the uh, waggle of the booty on the female space goats. Oh, uh, uh, have a feel. There you go. In the host channel. There you go, guys. I can't see it because if I click it, then all it's the gonna it's too change small. over. I I put a smaller one in. But uh, yeah, so Conan Exiles has a whole series of has three separate sliders for physique, breast size, and endowment. Adam Adam says that he disagrees. Gnomes wow. would be the ones used the most for maximum size. Oh my god! Or dwarves, <laughs> so that they could be called tripods. <laughs> or Volpera. Jesus Christ! <laughs> tripods. Wow. God, that right. would that would be a new meaning to the fucking furry phrase for the Volpera right now. Oh my god! You're not kidding. <laughs> Mercies. Uh, who spiked uh, Nest strength this morning? That, that, oh no. dear. There is there are some games that just should not have this thing. Should not have any of these things. Anyway, um, I'm glad that they're allowing inclusion in their video game. Yeah, I'm totally cool with that. Good thing. Totally all right with that. <clears throat> that was the whole point of bringing oh, that anything, up. Anything anything that lets you customize your character even more is a good thing, especially for a blank, semi-blank slate character like Cyberpunk is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a good thing, personally. I agree. <laughs> I like I, I like I can spend a lot of time on character customization because I like looking unique. I don't want to look like a cookie cutter and there'd be like 12 others of me in the start zone when I load in, it, yep. you know? True. I, I mean, that's I normally just randomize my looks in those games but there are some games where i've spent inordinate amount of time like customizing my character but nine times out of ten i just hit the random button a bunch of times oh my god i cringed so hard when you said that oh no oh yeah no uh starting point monster hunter world i just hit the randomize button a bunch of times and my character is a lady it took me 30 minutes to get my makutai and final fantasy 14 perfect It, it took me 30 minutes and you randomize that shit that's tilting yeah no i i I, I, I am with chris i'm like you said that and i'm like oh no you're gonna have armor on the whole time anyway who cares pretty much yeah um um wow i used to be like super detailed about my character customization until i got to like mists or wad and then i was just like okay whatever randomize 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 as a point, I uh, my Makote currently has a summer transmog on. He is shirtless because it's summer and it's hot. I don't take the game that seriously. I find armor <laughs> that looks cool and I'm done. My to- my uh, my high mountain torn is also wearing a summer transmog right now and is it, it's hot so shirtless. <laughs> uh, it says a little bit about you, but okay. Hey, I, it's summer. Wear, wear your shorts. Get in the pool. Have fun. Yeah, so um, I'm <laughs> gonna go on. ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and take my headphones out. And Neth, go ahead. Oh, give me a break! <laughs> I was actually gonna try and keep it short. <laughs> I was just being a dick. We all, all right. mentioned you were gonna do that. We I all mentioned know, you were gonna do that. I know. <laughs> so, in case you've been living under a rock in the last couple weeks, the news. In case you need to know, go ahead and jump about. Five minutes into the future. <laughs> um, <laughs> shut up, Gav. Assassin's Creed's trailer <laughs> dropped for their new game coming holiday of this year. 
it's not called Ragnarok, as everybody was speculating, but it is Vikings, and it's called Valhalla. Um, I will admit to having watched the trailer many, many times already. <laughs> uh, I'm a little obsessed. Uh, there's, I've got links in the show notes to the official page where there's going to be a lot of news and stuff coming. Um, the as well as to the cinematic trailer if you haven't seen it yet there hasn't been much come out yet um it's set at the time point when the vikings are raiding england and uh alfred the great is king of wessex so it gives you your time point you're somewhere around 780 um ce for timeline um in history um it looks like it's going to be really fucking badass. <laughs> they haven't showed a lot of in-game stuff yet. They have showed a little bit of in-game play in the inside Xbox, not near as much as I was hoping to see. And I know Gav's going to talk about that in a bit. Um, but there's going to be siege combat um, and stuff like that. They did show things like um, rams and trebuchets and, and things. Uh, so I'm really fucking looking forward to this big surprise be looking forward to an assassin's creed game <laughs> um and i'm sure you'll hear me fangirl more about it in the upcoming months because we've got you know a good three quarters of a year before this actually drops and i actually get to get my hands on it and play it so i'm gonna keep it short for now <laughs> have they even given a release date on it uh holiday 2020 is what they're saying so we'll it's see if that holds Right now, they're saying that it hasn't been affected by COVID. Um, however, it's being developed out of Montreal, um, Ubisoft's Montreal office. And so I honestly am finding it hard to believe that it hasn't been affected by COVID because Quebec, um, for those of you who aren't Canadian, Montreal is in Quebec. Quebec is our province that has been one of the hardest hit by the pandemic. So I find it very hard to believe that if it's um, that is their game house that's developing it, that it hasn't been at least somewhat affected by it. So we'll see. Okay. All right, there. See, I'm done. I kept the fan growing short. I was going to let you have your time. I had I mean... my time. I'm being nice to y'all because I know you're not fangirling about it like I am. So I'm being nice because I mean, you, you have are generally like, polite. You have you like, are generally polite. You have seven months of me to fangirl until this actually oh, releases. God. So you know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna space it out a little bit at a time for you. Fuck me. Um, so as Neff mentioned, <laughs> TLDR, the Microsoft uh, event on the seventh was dog shit. Yeah, I I really wasn't happy with it. Um, it was it was it was uh, advertised as a gameplay experience for a Xbox Series X, and literally had I believe less than a minute worth of gameplay footage. Actual gameplay footage running on a Series X uh, board, essentially, and that wasn't just Val. That wasn't just specifically to Val. That was they did. They did what ten games or something like that. Yeah, like that's like overall across everything. They had very little gameplay. Like they had uh, a lot of really nice trailers and pre-rendered scenes. Oh, one other thing about Valhalla, they have said that you're going to be able to play as either a man or a woman again. Um, like Immersion you, it, broken. 
like you could in Odyssey, which I am really happy for. I like that. Immersion broken. Whatever. Whatever. Um, but yeah, no, the conference was uh, was well, a they disaster. Have general fighters. That's a good question. How <laughs> many genital fighters are there? I hope not. I really, really, really hope not. Depends on how well Cyberpunk does. They'll oh add that God. dong slider in at the last second. It's just like, ah, fuck, Cyberpunk really beat us. Okay. Unleash the dick slider. Micropenis <laughs> <laughs> or cavernous vagina? Yeah, but it's Ubisoft, so it will somehow end up on your face and your skull will pop through your mesh. Let's move on. (laughs) It's a body horror shit right there. Some Cronenberg level crap. Uh, Yeah, so TLDR, the conference was a disaster. I'm not going to go too deep into it. It was just, it wasn't great. Uh, And I believe their senior vice president of marketing or something of that nature specifically said, yeah, we didn't quite set expectations. So, yeah. Um, Kevin, I think this next one's you, probably? Um, <clears throat> the next one, yeah, probably I'll talk about this. So, Doom, there was news earlier this week or last week or since we last had a show oh, about Doom oh, Eternal soundtrack. I rolled too far down, Kevin. Um, I rolled too far down, but this is definitely a you This is the also. one that we're talking about now. Yeah, I'm okay so, with that. So, anyway, um, there has been some controversy, and we will link to this in the show notes about um, the guy who did the Doom Eternal soundtrack. His Mick name, Gordon. Mick Gordon. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think the guy, the guy. <laughs> so, some people found out that some of, or they realized that some of the tracks that are on the original soundtrack for the Doom Eternal game didn't. They didn't seem like the others. Some now, of them. The tracks that he's referencing to are from the collector's edition Doom Eternal OST, not the. What does OST stand for? Original soundtrack. Original soundtrack. soundtrack. Yeah. So Um, it is not the game soundtrack. It is not the soundtrack for the game. It is the original score soundtrack, essentially. Okay. So some people were comparing wavelengths of like, what does the wave look? What does the waveform look like um, compared to? some of the tracks in the game and they realized that it was different and it started to kind of leak out basically because Mick himself mentioned that some of the tracks on the original soundtrack were not done by him and done by someone else. And that person ended up being the, um, I don't want to misspeak a, an audio engineer at, uh, uh it itself. Up. Um, let me look at holder. Moss, Moss Holder, Moss Holder, Moss Holder. Yes, yeah, his lead <clears throat> audio designer, Chad Moss Holder. Yep. So, um, and what ended up happening was it put out an open letter on Reddit that kind of explained some of their uh, side of the story. Marty, what's his fuck? Uh, he's yes. um, that's his, an interesting last that's name. A, that's a name. Yeah, Marty yeah, Mar- Stratton, Marty executive Stratton, producer. A- Executive yeah. producer for Doom Eternal. For id. He's the exec- he's executive producer <clears throat> at id. Yeah. Yeah. So um what I kind of got from this was that, you know, 
reading the letter was very interesting and I highly recommend people actually read the letter itself if they're interested in this story. And I'm sure Mick has put out some other information about this that we don't have it referenced. But as of this uh, Kotaku article that was put out on Monday the uh, 4th, um, the what I kind of got from this, the gist of it, that there was a deadline that Mick had to meet in order to get the original soundtrack complete or tracks for the original soundtrack completed so it could get released with the collector's edition. Um, he said he needed about four weeks more than that. They gave him six weeks more than that. They came to that deadline. He still didn't have all the tracks ready. And um, it had started creating a backup plan, which was having the audio engineer that works for it um, create some tracks. And when they told Mick about that. He was like, cool, let's add them together and we'll create something, you know, and release it. And, um, there even, and that's kind of what happened. The soundtrack, the original soundtrack was released eventually. I don't think they made the collector's edition deadline. Um, but it had tracks that he had mixed. It had tracks that the audio engineer had mixed from it. Um, and you know, when people found out there's differences in the waveform and things were maybe mixed differently, he was like, yeah, I didn't mix or Mick said, I didn't mix all those tracks. And there was definitely some, um, animosity about, Oh, I would have never done that to the tracks that were mixed by it. Um, and you know, Mick has been criticized for kind of seemingly shitting on, the work that it had done um, on the tracks he didn't produce. And that's kind of what got this whole controversy started and why there's a giant open letter about it online on Reddit right now. But essentially, um, didn't they produce them only because he wasn't producing the stuff on time? Yeah. yeah. It, it, was, it was 100% a backup plan because he wasn't getting work done and he wasn't producing work for them to that made them confident that they were going to have something by the deadline. And if they missed the deadline too much, it could cause people to just cancel the collector's edition completely. Um, so they wanted to make sure something happened. If, if they sent that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are some countries where it can be considered false advertising and they're allowed to just basically cancel it and get a full refund. Yeah. If you right. don't deliver everything that's been uh, mentioned on it. So, yeah, yeah. I, um, I don't want to dig too deeply into it because we can. I you have to form your own opinion. You, I mean, there's his side of the story. There's a side that it's saying, and there's the truth. I mean, the truth is probably somewhere in between here. I mean, yeah, I can understand. You know, his side creatively, he doesn't want to be associated with work that he doesn't think is on par with the work that he's doing. Um, but, you know, from the id side, they also need to make deadlines and they have, you know, they need to be able to produce products because they've committed to that in the marketplace and say, you know, this is what we're going to do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it stinks that they weren't able to come to some mutual agreement. I mean, it's clear that since Mick is making some of these public statements that it may not have gone down as smoothly as id said it did in this, you know, article. Um, I mean, if there were agreements, I'm sure that, um, 
Mick wouldn't be coming out and shitting on stuff the way that he has been, you know? Yeah. And it's like, like, I also said that, you know, he needed to, uh, um, he didn't handle it correctly. Like, and I don't think anybody handled it correctly at the end of the day. Let's be frank here. Yeah. I mean, neither side. I mean, they shouldn't have to air dirty laundry like this. Yeah. And also publicly say they're never going to work with him again, basically. Well, he also, he also, I, I think that, that, kind of, that kind of has been mutual that he has no interest in working with them again either. Yeah. I, I think that he, he was just like, I would never have done this and I don't think I'm going to work with them again. He already said that. Yeah. He said that before the official thing came out uh from the official response from uh them so from yeah the so i i just i think i think everybody fucked up and i think everybody did a shit job and i think s- there's some half truths and some whole truths and some no truths going on in there right yeah i think that there's just there's a lot of room for uh there's there's a lot of room for exploration in there, and I don't think. Uh... Can we all just agree though? The sound designer who's been getting all the shit doesn't like, deserve it in the slightest. No, he's just doing his fucking no, job. Yeah, he's he doing his job. Dude, just doing his job. You like you go check his Twitter. Something he says. Okay. You go look at the dude's Twitter, and yeah, he's really involved at ID. But it's like after like May twenty fourth, he falls off the face of the earth. After March 23rd, 24th or so, he just falls off the face of the earth. Yeah. Because I'm dude, sure. <laughs> on a lockdown. Like, dude's got to. You have to. Yeah. Especially if you want to keep a job. I mean. Yeah. You don't want to get involved in that. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, it's, it's, it stinks. I mean. What are you going to do? Yeah. I think it says more about like uh, I don't know. I don't want to speculate on anything. I mean, I would I would hope in the future people would resolve this stuff offline and not air dirty laundry and have it be like in front of the entire internet to witness. I mean, I think that's kind of fucked up. Yep. I, I think that I think that unfortunately that's one of the unfortunate aspects of uh I think it's one of the unfortunate aspects of the increase in social media as you know a platform i think that mick did wrong doing what he did responding to the early threads and i think that i think that what they said on i think what the open letter from shatter said uh it it was adequate because it's an open letter but i think honestly all this shit should have just been handled in the private that's just me, though. Yeah. Um, yep. Uh, you also mentioned Half-Life, I think, earlier, Kevin? I did not mention Half-Life earlier. I mentioned Half-Life. Nath. Nath, okay. Oh, yeah, I had noticed a story, because um, I know if some people like the Half-Life Alex. Apparently, Valve's going to be releasing the music from Half-Life Alex in an episodic soundtrack. So the first chapter is called Entanglement and features nine tracks of different lengths and style. And 
is out already. I'm not sure when the next one's coming out, but if that's something you're interested in, there'll be a link in the show notes. Um, so it is also mentioned that, uh, so Kevin will like this. They're going to be released in both an MP3 uh, format at 320 kilobits and a FLAC format. Ooh. Ooh. And a FLAC format. Nice. So, uh, and there, yeah, so it's a full lossless audio codec format and a very, very nice compression rate on those MP3s. Um, so it mentions that there'll be 11 chapters in total being released over the next few months on Steam. Um, everybody is just waiting to see if Chapter 3 actually ever comes out. So we'll see. For those of you not in the know, Valve has a habit of not releasing third games. I'm still waiting on Left 4 Dead 3. Yeah, me too. Yep. Because when Left 4 Dead 3 comes out, the four of us are going to play some fucking Left 4 Dead. Yeah, we are. I love Left 4 Dead. Fantastic game. Never played it. Dude, oh, what? Didn't play. Okay, okay, okay. We may have to just get Kevin Left 4 Dead and go play some Left 4 Dead 2 after this. I'm we'll up see. for that. I haven't, so I'm totes down. I may actually have a code still for it. I don't know. I think I actually have it on the PC and the Xbox. So I own several copies of it. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> I have one and two on PC. I'm ready to go. Yep. Um... And in final news, uh, Apex Legends dropped a new trailer for their new... uh, Final. Huh? Second to final. They dropped a new trailer. Let's scroll down. There's more. Oh, fuck your shit. Um, Second to final news story. Uh, Apex Legends dropped a new trailer. It is showing a new game mode, some map changes, a new character, uh, Loba, uh, the wolf. And uh, so this new mode is going to be PVE. Well, there's going to be PVP or PVE elements to it. And supposedly once you get into this PVE mode, you won't have to worry about somebody swooping in and killing your shit. Like it will kind of be locked down so that you're in this mini PVP PV. God damn it. Player versus environment mode for a time period and then go back to the regular pvp gameplay yeah so that's so. that's be interesting i mean i i'm looking forward to you know possibly going back into playing a little bit of apex because yeah. i do like the game it's kind of like when you would find the vault key you know like you would find the vault key that would open up the vault and you could kind of go there and get all kinds of great loot so now there's going to be something called a treasure pack and you pick the treasure pack up and then you can take that somewhere and initiate this player versus environment game mode and then i'm assuming get some loot if you beat that so sounds sounds interesting interesting. yeah it really does um i I like that they're doing different game inside of a game elements in some of these battle royales because they can kind of be monotonous when you don't find a lot of players near you to fight Mm -hmm. you're just kind of like walking around in a field or you Whatever, drop so. all the way off on the other side of the fucking map, and it's just like, fuck, that was a bad idea. Well, sometimes it's on you. Yeah, sometimes that's on you for dropping in the middle of nowhere. But yeah, people don't want to drop in the middle of a hot area, and there's a million other teams there that it's that are going to kill them right away. So this would be an interesting way to kind of mix up the gameplay. So sounds fun. Hopefully we'll get more details soon. The game mode starts very soon i think it starts next tuesday actually the 12th 
Yeah, so that would actually be really interesting. Um, next Tuesday, so the twelfth or the nineteenth? I think it's the. I think season five starts on the twelfth. I will double check, but continue on, and I will report. I back. just, I just need the new video card in, and then I can go have some fun and see if it works. So, um, I'm, I'm sure you'll this have is. Mm-hmm. That's me. Yeah, I'm it is May twelfth. it's me on behalf of the spawn because he has been talking about this incessantly lately he's played this game for a very long time um so for those of you who have heard of the game terraria the fourth and final major update is going to be coming out um it's planned to be released on their ninth birthday which is may 16th um and it is called journey's end so harry and i played a lot of that actually yeah, and, and I, the, the spawn has played the shit out of it. It's one of those games that he keeps going back to and really enjoys. And so he's been talking a lot about Journey's End coming and, you know. Well, good. It's gl- I'm glad he's got something he's excited for. I mean, he gets excited about a lot of stuff. <laughs> I'm definitely raising the next gen of gamer for fuck's sakes, but he he gets he gets really um folk like he gets really excited with the games he likes um ironically he and i do not have a lot of crossover in games that we play what he likes and what i like are very different from each other happens um why did you raise him wrong so final terraria patch coming out <laughs> soon uh that looks like it's gonna be really interesting i may actually go back and play a little terraria and just see yeah. it's been it's been years and years since i played so um and chris has some wank that he wants to talk about wow rude you yeah. were quite happy about this too don't, don't i know i was me. being a dick i was being i a know dick. you were um you were beyond... being a dick what never no <laughs> D&D Beyond has released their digital dice alpha for subscribers to test and try out and give feedback on. Um, so if you are a subscriber on D&D Beyond, uh, you have access to the new uh, digital dice on your character sheet. Um, to You have multiple different options of dice you can choose from. They're on the, um, the collections tab and then my dice. You can choose from classic dice, from D&D Beyond dice, and they will be adding more as time goes on. Uh, it's all available on your character sheet. If you have a subscription, give it a go and make sure you provide feedback. Yep. So uh, it does require a subscription to the D&D Beyond service, uh, mm-hmm. which starts at two ninety nine a month or twenty five ninety nine a year. Uh, it gives you access to that. And that gives you the subscription has some good benefits and things like that. But yeah. Uh, yeah. That's it. <laughs> I think we're done. Are we done? Yeah, we're done. We're fucking done? We've made it. We made it to the end. I'm surprised I'm still awake. I know. I'm shocked, Chris. Um, Okay, did anybody have any final thoughts about anything we talked about today? Um, Squee Valhalla? (laughs) Okay, Squee Valhalla. Make sure you clarify which type of social you mean when talking about social games. Okay, Kevin? That one. Um, continue to be social and play games with your friends. Okay. Uh, and my final thought is not related to this, but Rip Little Richard, he is dead. Aww, and Roy, Little Richard. Free and Roy. 
Yeah, Aww. yeah, shit, yeah. And and Andre Harrell, who was the uh, producer who founded Uptown Records, which uh, why did was... you get suddenly super depressing at the end? Why? Because I can. It entertains me. And Andre Don't Harrell. Don't worry, I'm going to cut all this out. Was the founder of <laughs> Uptown Records, wow. uh, who gave Sean Combs, Sean Puff Daddy Combs, his start. So, uh, oh, 2020, wow. 2020, just a uh, fucking shitting up even more. Uh, and so, this is for all the people who were like, 2019 was so bad. I can't wait for it to be over. Well, you fucking got welcome your wish. to 2020, you asshole. Yeah. You well, fucking welcome to 2020, assholes. I'm never going to shit on a year ever again. Okay. <laughs> Remember when we were complaining about 2016 for killing like every celebrity possible? Yup. Now, welcome yeah. to 2020, bitches. Let's Coronavirus just kill and everybody's dead. Coronavirus and everybody's fucking celebrities are fucking dying left and right. Um, okay, uh, do that or don't do that, Kevin. Um, don't just start randomly talking about celebrity deaths at the end of the show. Like, what I don't understand where that came from. Uh, my do that is talk about whatever the fuck is interesting to you, Neff. Um, okay, my don't do that is don't shit on Gav for talking about what he wants to, and my do that is. Enjoy playing the games that you're playing and do what you need to to make this stupid pandemic better. <laughs> Chris? Don't add general sliders. Games don't need that. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> the only on-topic one we've had all night, all day, so that's fair. Games don't need that. That's weird. That's the, that's the only on-topic, do that or don't do that. I mean, I'm sure that all. there's a market for that. Like, I guarantee you there's a huge market for that. Pun intended. Okay, if you're gonna okay, then I'll rephrase. If you're gonna add genital sliders to video games, just keep it away from WoW. I don't need to see a giant torrent dong. <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine? Um, uh, Christopher, Christopher, Christopher oh. it already exists. Oh, Meanwhile, sure. mods, they, sir. That reminds me, I should request centaurs in WoW. Yeah, because the centaurs are so good looking. Well, if we're talking about giant dongs. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, that is totally fair. Question is, are you a Galkus or a Magrim man? Oh my God, take us out. I don't even know. Hey, folks, that's going to be the <laughs> show for this week. To talk to us during the week, you can find us on Twitter. The show is at AzrothCTC.com. Mr. Kevin over here, of course, is at SwingCat. That is with a K. Chris, of course, is at Akari underscore Magi, of course, and at Gavril underscore ET. Neth is at Nethwinch. To send emails, you can email us at feedback at AzrothCTC.com. We would love to hear from you. Join us live on Saturdays when we stream and record the show from twitch.tv slash AzrothCTC. That is every other Saturday, of course. For links to today's show, you can visit the website at www.srocctc.com. She is reviewed on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes. However it is, you find podcasts talking about dicks and dick sliders. Say dong sliders, boys and girls. Dong sliders! Dong sliders. Now at Sonic. Dong. Get your dong sliders at Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> and why don't you throw in a cherry limeade? For shits and gigs. <laughs> God damn it. Fuck, Gab, now I want a cherry limeade, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs>